Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You already know who it is, your plus plug DJ Cutthroat, and I just jumped off the porch with a dirty glove bastard. Go! Right, so we got my boy, one of my day one family members, man, DJ Back. Cutthroat, jumping off the porch with us yes, today. Sir. Yes, man. sir. What's good, family? I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir, man. Nah, I'm feeling good, man. How you feeling today, man? Man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. You know what I'm saying? I woke up. First of all, it's a blessing to be alive. Like, oh, absolutely. You man. know, like I know, like it's a lot of people that was here when we first started that's not here today. So you know, it's just a blessing to have another day. Nah, that is definitely true, man. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Uh, let's take it back, bro. So you're okay. originally from Atlanta, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Originally uh, born and raised. You know, that's like the last Mohican these days. <laughs> you know, everybody in Atlanta is from somewhere different. Yeah. It's, it's rare you find people that's uh, born and raised here, and especially in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's an even smaller circle. No, absolutely. Definitely. So what part of the city are you from originally? Man, southwest Atlanta. It's, it's on my hands. Zone okay. 4. You know, uh, yeah, born and raised, Camelton. Uh, Camelton Road, you know, Ben Hill, Cascade, like, that was my stuffing grounds. Not too far from here, then, huh? Yeah, 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 right down the street. You, you really in my backyard. I, <laughs> I went to West, I went to Westlake High School down the street. Okay. Not too far from here. Yeah. This first industry is uh, infamous. Oh, There's absolutely. A lot man. of history on this road. <laughs> nah, definitely, man. We, yeah. we just glad to, you know, start some new history oh, over nah, here, Oh, no, for too, sure. Man. You definitely got it. You planted your flag in, a, in, in the right spot. It, it don't get no more organic than Fussing and D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, talk about the changes Atlanta's gone through. What's your thoughts on how Atlanta looks today compared to when you was coming up in the city, man? Oh, man, visually, it's, it's, it's just turning into something completely different. Like, it's, it's amazing. Every day I ride down the street and I see something new getting built mm-hmm. and I see something old evolving to something different, you know, but I, I love it, you know. Uh, you know. Of course, you feel a, a little emotional to see some of those nostalgic uh, buildings and, and street corners change, but it's evolving into something new and better for the generations to come. So I'm happy for it. You know, like, let's make Atlanta something that's going to be thriving for decades to come. No, absolutely, man. I don't think Atlanta's going to fall off anytime soon. No, nah, this is the urban mecca. Like, <laughs> if you try and do anything urban, like, it used to be just really like music. Then, you know, of course, the movies came, but now we're in the tech and real mm-hmm. estate, like, Anything urban, you got to come to Atlanta. It's Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bag in every industry right no, here right now, man. Definitely. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch, child? Or you? Oh, man, I jumped off the porch early, uh, high school. Like, um, I started DJing my junior year in high school. Like, when I started DJing, it, it really wasn't no teen DJs or hmm. young folk DJing like that you like it was really like me and dj blue from the north side you know what I'm saying? i had the west side um and yeah my first artist was dg yola 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't gonna let up. You know what I'm saying? Is he saying? free right now? Is he still locked nah, up? Nah, nah, free Yola, matter of fact, free. Yola, yeah, he's still locked up. But uh yeah. Like Yola uh was one of the first artists I I, I really hopped off with. And um from there, you know, it was uh J Money and Slick Puller and Roscoe Dash and man. Uh, Future and Rich Homie Quar, and then you know we was doing the I Love My Plug thing, me and my mm -hmm. brothers, uh, Big Plug and Money Plug, uh, and we was really hopping out there with the visuals. Man, you know that, what I'm saying? Like, like YouTube. I definitely first, wanted to talk to you about that because you yeah. guys were documenting this shit. I want to say before anyone else. Facts, facts. Like your videos go back to like 08, 07. Oh no, nah, definitely, definitely. Like I, I want to say um, when YouTube first popped off. You know what I'm saying? We just grabbed the camera and went out there. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a special time, you know. We ain't had no kids, you know what I'm saying? So we ain't had no responsibilities too big like that. So we was able to out there be out there every night. Yeah. Like we had all the popping clubs. Like if you got a hot song, we put it up on you and we put in a visual to that audio. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it kinda of birthed that whole era of viral videos. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to do a low budget situation and put a visual to this audio and take your brand and your marketing and, and, and that record to that next level. No, absolutely, man. Because I was living in Florida at the time. So, okay. you know, DGB's been around since 07. Of course. So of we're course. blogging, we're covering the music, but not too many people were, like you said, pulling up at these clubs, mm -hmm. pulling up at these studio sessions and actually documenting this shit. Fact. And then you guys dropping it the next day yeah. or the day after. Man, that's shout So shout. it was like, whoa. That's my brother, Big Plug. He was, a, you know, he a beast. He, he <laughs> you know, he... That's what he do, man. We go out there, like you say, next day it's out there. You know, like I remember uh, my cousin Perk, uh, God rest his soul, passed away. But he introduced me to Esco at Magic City. And that's how, you know what I'm saying, I linked up with Future, really. Uh, I remember him playing Watch This. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, this is different. Like, this gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, Esco was like, shit, man, y'all do the visuals. Like, we need you to pull up at the studio. Like, we need that support. We need that platform. So that's how that really birthed off. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, we did the first viral videos. I love my plug for uh, Watch This and uh, Tony Montana and Rax. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are the first visuals that's synced with these audio songs from Future that's, like, getting millions of views. Oh, yeah. And that kind of, like, you know, that, that birthed that that viral video era, you know what I'm saying? So artists saw like, damn, like, you don't gotta have 100,000 to nah, do a music video. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't have to have 50,000. Like, we can really just get a, a high quality camera and go out here and B-roll this thing and yeah. put it together. And you guys were so good at branding. You guys, you know, had the logo, you guys had the drop on every video. It was like- Man, I ain't gonna lie, you know what I'm saying? Like, with me getting on the road early, and had already built a brand in Atlanta, I was still getting a lot of phone calls to do a lot of works, gigs, mixtapes, all that. So I was like, man, I, I gotta build a team. You know what I'm saying? Like we said, we gotta build a team. So that birthed the plug DJs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I love my plug, birthed the plug DJs. And you know what I'm saying? I was running the young, talented, and ambitious and energized DJs like DJ Plug and JT and then I had OGs that taught me the game that was still thriving but you know what I'm saying really needed that platform like DJ Sizzle you know what I'm saying because we all came out of Legion of Doom yeah you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying it started with LOD like when I hopped off the porch um 
when I jumped off the porch <laughs> in high school, like my cousin Perk, he was uh, good friends with uh, Ray Hamilton, and that was the CEO of Legion of Doom. That was a money man at the time, you know what I'm saying? And he got there and introduced me to Ray, and he told me to come to the office of Old National, yeah. and that's when I met DJ Dre. And DJ Dre, first day I met him, he said, oh, you want a DJ? Meet me at this address, boom. So, you know, I pull up to the address. Lo and behold, it's frequency in, in, in Buckhead, the, oh, the, wow. the infamous Atlanta Buckhead. Yeah. You know, so I caught the tail end of that. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm 17, logging my big ass coffin of uh, turntables up the uh, stairs. And, you know what I'm saying? I get in the club and it's the biggest shit ever. And, you know what I'm saying? I go to plan and keep in mind, you know what I'm saying? My, my whole, my only real experience is doing. Atlanta, teen parties, house parties, barbecues, you know what I'm saying, teen clubs, if that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm really Atlanta out. Like, I don't even know the concept of its other regions and different music. Like, I'm just straight Atlanta. So, you know, I just I get up there and do my thing and drop all the Atlanta records. And it's going crazy for like the first 10 minutes, but then it's like, you know, they expect the niggas to switch it up, you know what I'm saying? So. Play some had, mainstream shit, right? I had to learn that shit quick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, I had OGs like DJ Kool-Aid and uh, Mel B. Easy. Like, they showed me the power of going to different regions with the music and R&B, like, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and I like how you mentioned, like, you had to bring your crates and everything, too. Oh, man. These new DJs got it so easy, man. Come on, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, I didn't start off with vinyl, you know what I'm saying? So I, I can't even put on like, you know what I'm saying? Like I had the hardest experience, but them CDs weren't no whole neither. Mm -hmm. And them goddamn, it wasn't no all in one deck. Nah, I had a turntable, a turntable miss. Like I said, I had a coffin, like it was wider than the porch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to lug that motherfucker around. Then you had all your CDs, you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember the 500 booklet? Oh yeah. The original Spotify. <laughs> you gotta flip through and find your favorite artist. You know what I'm saying? So you had like, too many of those, like, yeah, that was a, you, you had to put the grind in to be a DJ back then. But like you said, it's, it's easy now. Oh, you yeah. just get your laptop and download a little virtual DJ and, and yeah, take off. basically just download a playlist these days, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's definitely different. But I ain't gonna lie, you know what I'm saying? For DJs and industry professionals like ourselves that's branding and really cemented our legacy, you know what I'm saying? It's, that shit don't this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, how do you connect with Yola? How did I initially connect with yeah. Yola? Man, look, I got to give a shout out to High Fly Tones. Now, I don't know if you was in Atlanta at the time or you might have came across this brand, but I had partners, Trey, Tone, Shaka. It was a whole bunch of young niggas in Atlanta at the time. And these niggas were so tech savvy. They was the first people in Atlanta that figured out how to take a song and make it into a ringtone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Without Zingy and all that. The ringtone companies that came out like this is, this 2004, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we on next tail still. We chirping. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Chirping. But, you know, they in the mall, and I'm talking about, like, whatever the hot song is in the hood, you can go to them, pay them a little $5 or whatever, and they're going to make it into a ringtone on your phone. Like, that was the coolest shit in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So, the shit went crazy in the hood, and they linked up with uh, this businessman in Atlanta. I think his name was, oh yeah, Tim, Tim Matsman. He had an import-export business. He was going to create a lot of money. So he invested in it. And man, lo and behold, High Fly Tones was the biggest shit in the city. Hmm. And I was a young DJ, so you know what I'm saying? We connected, but we was from the same hood. They, they was living on Cascade, like in my okay. apartment complex. So it, it was crazy how that linked up. But we connected. Man, they started this rubber band campaign. And, and if you go back to this day, you can look at the, the DFB, them franchise boys video, and JD got it on his wrist at the studio in the video. But they had all the hoods, so they had East Side, West Side, South Side, Camelton, Cascade, Candle Road. Like they, they were smart with the branding, and they put, they made the rubber bands with the hoods on it and all that shit, and that shit went crazy. So that caught the eye of Yola, but that caught the eye of me first. Let me bring it back. That caught the eye of me. And we leaked up, and they was like, boom, we finna do this company, and we gonna make a publishing company, and we gonna go after all the hot artists in Atlanta, the independent artists, and we gonna do, I knew nothing about this, this is so crazy, to this, like how it blew up. We were gonna do sync licensing deals. Oh, wow. I'm in high school, I don't know shit about publishing, I don't know shit about sync licensing, but they're like, we gonna make you a partner in the company, and we gonna, sign and do sync licensing deals with all the independent artists we're gonna make their songs ringtones we're gonna actually pay them to sell their ringtones like we were so ahead of our time <laughs> like that shit was like out that might have been before lollipop like that shit was crazy <laughs> bro we were so ahead of our time and like i was like fuck college like we finna be millionaires <laughs> we was flying to miami on memorial day weekend promoting the goddamn company going crazy but let me get back to you. you said, so Yola, look, I ran up on Yola because like I said, he had the hottest song in the city. So ain't going to let up. Ain't going to let up. We're going crazy. So ran up on him, presented him and Lady B because that's who was his manager at the time. And then he, you know, like, a lot of folks don't lie. No, he was signed to uh, Raheem the Dream, type okay. of death records, hmm. you know, legend in Atlanta with that, 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 that classic A-Town, but so boom. So I knew all them from E-Claws, Fish in the Hood and all this, you know what I'm saying? Cause they family ran that, like, you gotta be really from Atlanta to know all that's what's going on. So it was deeply rooted, but boom. So that's how I really connected with Yola was through the High Fly Tones movement. Cause they was like, boom, we want to get behind you Yola and cross market the High Fly Tones brand with Yola. Cause you got the hottest record, you going crazy. So boom, they were like, let's do a mixtape, man. At that time, the only mixtapes I ever did was shit I did at my house and I was selling at the school <laughs> on just burnt CDs and some, yeah. you know what I'm saying, putting paper in there and writing on it. Like, I ain't never did no real industry mixtape, but they were like, yeah, cut up, gonna do the mixtape. We gonna press up 50,000 and spread around the city. And no lie, Yola brought them songs. I went to the High Fly Tones uh, office Got on GarageBand on the goddamn, on the Mac, on the Mac uh, laptop and whiffed it up. 
whatever I thought it was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? All I heard was what I had heard before then that, that influenced me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the legends, you know what I'm saying? Like the oop camps and the dramas, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had heard that, so I'm like, shit, I'm gonna do my version of that. Yeah. Man, this shit was a masterpiece. The way it was put together and the way it flowed and the drops and we was taking old movie skits and mm. like, shit was a masterpiece. Now, from a professional, Sound quality standpoint, it was it was a little better than garbage. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit was low <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> like <clears throat> ain't no shit about mastering and mixing and making sure levels on certain you know, I ain't no nothing about that shit. It sounded good in the goddamn in in the uh the studio in the office at the time, so we thought it was good to go. We didn't mix it, we ain't mastered, we pressed up like fifty thousand copies off rip, boom, fuck it. Yeah. We going. And that whole summer, we everywhere. This back in Atlanta, like, that's time when every hood had their own day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm from Ben Hill, so we had Ben Hill Day, Camerton Road Day, uh, Cascade Day, then we in Glenwood Day on the east side, and you know what I'm saying? We was uh, in Clayton County, it got them Jonesboro Road Day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we had all the days, there's thousands of motherfuckers out there, we just passing the CDs out. Blah, 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 blah. And man, like, Yola was out of here. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a special time. Like to this day, if you look up that that Yola uh video for Ain't Gonna Let Up, it's a it was called uh Damn, what the fuck was the name of the C D? I can't even remember the name of the C D. That's crazy. <laughs> but the he got the C D in his hand yeah. in the video and he's passing out the Okay. The, the 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 yeah the high fly tones, Yola mixtape hosted by DJ Cutthroat is in his hand. He passing out in the hood in the video. Special time, man. Special Did you time. hit the road with them? Uh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? We got on the road. We was doing shows. Um, but, man, you know, it's crazy, like, how the artists tour these days. Like, that shit was not set up like that back then. Like, you really had to go out there and make your own path. You know what I'm saying? So, like, shouts out to Lady B because she had Yola. She, she kept them booked. But, like, another way we was really on the road was through DJ Dre. Cause he had the Legion of Doom college tour. Okay. That was really our first tour. Before any of that other shit popped up. Like DJ Dre in the college tour. DJ Dre had a college tour. He was going to all the HBCUs, bringing the artists, doing the market visits, and then that evening doing a big concert slash show. And then we went from like Albany State, Savannah State, uh, you know what I'm saying, Fort Valley, like mm. all those HBCUs in the South, like we were just bouncing around performing and, and, and spreading the brand. And that was a, a super special time. I could imagine. We had yeah. no money. And then <laughs> I had to hook DJ Dre up with Tim Maxman over there at the High Fly Tones and he was able to get the uh get them to sponsor the tour. So he had bands for all the colleges. Oh wow. with the high fly. That shit went crazy, man. <laughs> like that, it was a it was a crazy time. Yeah. And then you mentioned like Jay Money and uh, Roscoe Dash. Yeah. This is a whole different sound that's coming man, into the city come now. on, man. So, yeah, then we moved into the futuristic era. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And uh, in between that, see, I got to we got to lead into the Slick Puller. So, you know, okay. Slick Puller was, was Jeezy's right-hand man. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, that was Jeezy's boy. And I had met him through the High Fly Tones movement as well because he was one of the artists that we wanted to get behind just like Yola. And we did, you know what I'm saying? I think they shot a video for him and, you know what I'm saying? We did all type of shit, you know what I'm saying? But I was Slick Puller's DJ. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Off the tails of Yola. 
And Slick ended up going to jail. And we was rolling too. We was rolling. He, he, you know, he caught a little charge. He went to jail. So in between that, from my introduction to Slick, I kind of was introduced to CTE. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's crazy because my uncle's DJ Kool-Aid, and Kool-Aid was like BMF's official DJ. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So through him, and then Kool-Aid was one of the founders of Legion of Doom. So Kool-Aid had all the Legion of Doom fucking with BMF. Like we was, we was all at Big Meat's birthday party. You know what I'm saying? At the compound, the giraffe swooping his head down, <laughs> we smoking the weed and blowing it in his face type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like tigers walking around like, like Kool-Aid got us in that shit. Like yeah. Kool-Aid been told us the stories of, of being on the plane and chartering the plane and it's like soul plane. You got strippers dancing, niggas shooting <laughs> dice in the middle. Like when that episode came on BMF, like my uncle Kool-Aid been told me that story. We've we been talking about that for 10 years yeah, before so. that came out. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like, so that introduction, man, I was on the street team with CTE, putting up like, you know, we come from the era you couldn't be a rapper if you didn't have a, a van with your face on it. Oh, yeah. And, a, a, and some little young... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Niggas that's gonna hop out with your t-shirt on trying to give you a CD and a poster and a flyer. You know what I'm saying? So that was me. I was a young nigga with a CT shirt on, <laughs> putting up posters. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Danielson and uh, Long Live Clay. You know what I'm saying? That's how I met Clay. Cause Clay was the, he was the street team or the, the grassroots director, coordinator, whatever title you want to give him, he ran the street team for, for T.I. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see Danielson running the street team for Jeezy, and Clay ran the street niggas for goddamn T.I. So that, that was my introduction to Clay. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah. And I just, I was always a, a, I'm a people person. You know what I'm saying? So. I make good relationships and those relationships at CTE got me to the point where, you know, when Jeezy's DJ at the time, uh, Fahrenheit, shouts out to Fahrenheit, when Fahrenheit was going through something uh, and they needed a DJ, I got the call. So I did a, a little stint of shows with Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? And that really got my name out there as well. Shouts out to Nick Love, too, because Nick Love is the one that really put me in, in the play with Slick Puller, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and yeah, so Fahrenheit came back in the picture, so I wasn't doing the Jesus thing, so that's why I got the call to fuck with Jay Money, you know what I'm saying? But the crazy part about that, too, is as I was growing my brand i was getting more gigs and i started djing at a crucial and crucial first over okay i'm talking like dj up and me was djing crucial oh wow and up was stopping the dj to go perform walk it out <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that early and i remember dj scream had a birthday party up there and um that's i, I want to say that might have been the 
first time I ran into Jay Money, because he came up there by himself and performed Trap of the Year and probably threw like, like $5,000 on stage by himself. <laughs> and he gave me that CD. I, I, I still got that CD. A gold, uh, burnt CD. Say J Money, Trap of the Year. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, to this day, I still got like stacks of those CDs that was given to me either by the artist or by a stripper that knew the artist. I can't tell you how many records. Like, like that's how that's how I was introduced to Young Ralph. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? To look like money. Like, okay, yeah. I'm DJing in um, Dream Girls in Hateville. I'm talking about like <laughs> this motherfucker. What is it now? It's uh, I can't remember what it is now. But back in the day, it was Dream Girls. I'm talking about. The big screen TV in the middle of the club. The club ain't no bigger than pff, way smaller than this room. <laughs> I'm talking about maybe a thousand square feet. You know what I'm saying? That, that was my Uncle Cliff. That boy Cliff had that. You know what I'm saying? But that was my introduction to That was my first strip club. That's it. Like, those were good times. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> those were good times. But, you know, that, a, a stripper in there brought me, hey, play this. This the hottest song where I'm from. I'm from Jonesboro, Saudi. It's going crazy. I said, shit, let me see it. Look like money. So I was like, oh. yeah. I said, this one, this nice. So you know, I said, I, I add, put that in, in rotation instantly. Like that's what a lot of folks don't realize about Atlanta. Like uh, a dancer got power just like a DJ to break a record. Because mm -hmm. if you got a dancer and she really working, she working multiple clubs every week. Mm -hmm. And if she is pushing your campaign and every one of those clubs, oh, you got to. You got a good, you got some good promotion going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just as powerful as a DJ. Because at the end of the day, if you the DJ in the strip club, you getting tipped by the dancer. So, you know what I'm saying? You, oh, yeah, you want to play what they want to You got to make the dancer have to make, make sure your money coming in. It's, <laughs> it's a system. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a system that's been built. Yeah. yeah you and Roscoe Dash dropped that mixtape. Um, can't Catch the, lab, the Lambo? Can't, can't Catch the Lambo. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's, that was... Um, MMI, those were the MMI days. Shouts out to Boom Man, okay, Steph, Stefan, and yeah, the whole, the whole MMI crew. That was a special time. Like that was like for me in my generation, for what I seen. And that was the first time I had really seen the strength in numbers, where you can take a whole bunch of and I ain't gonna say, you can take a whole bunch of fans or consumers or supporters. Like, I ain't talking about folks like us industry professionals. I ain't talking about tastemakers and influencers. And I ain't talking about uh, none of that. I'm talking about just regular, I like this music and I'm gonna support this. And Boo Man was able to organize and put everybody on one accord. And when I say, like, we all finna post this song with this hashtag at this time. <laughs> and they have, we had figured out how to trend whenever we wanted to on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that type of, it's, it's 100, 150, 200 people that just come to the club that we done put together to push this artist. And that shit really propelled them to mainstream. Mm -hmm. Like I had never seen it done before, before that, you know what I'm saying? And, 
Shouts out to Boomer because he remixing it. Shouts out to Authentic M5. <laughs> you got to evolve. That's what you got to do, though. Nah, for real, man. For sure, for sure. Um, you but then we did three mistakes. I ain't, gonna, I ain't, gonna, I ain't mean to cut you off. Yeah, nah, you good. Can't Catch a Lambo was the first one. Went crazy. You know what I'm saying? That shit was that's a classic, uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. That's classic. That, that, that was the one with uh, All the Way Turned Up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the original All the Way Turned Up, right? I want to say Sexy Girl Anthem was on there, too. But I ain't gonna lie, like them, the Demolition 2020, that's the one that had no hands. Okay. That went crazy too. And then me and Drama hooked up for the last one, the Dash Effect. And that was the one that had uh, Marvin Gaye Chardonnay on. Hmm. With uh, Kanye West and Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, and that's another crazy thing too. Like, Roscoe never dropped an album. Like, our whole run, you know what I'm saying? Like, toward the end, he had the Ready Set Go. That was like an EP, but. That was a, a real funny time in music. It was a real gray area. Cause we was coming out of CDs, CDs weren't selling. So the labels didn't see no point of investing in CDs. So they was real particular who they gonna let drop albums. Mm-hmm. And then it was the beginning of digital. We wanted to push everything to digital, but we, we still couldn't really figure it all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like downloads wasn't really going crazy like like apple music like yeah. it wasn't no real brush you know this because there was nowhere streaming. to play the yeah, music yeah it was no it was before streaming yeah because the phones saying? weren't equipped to even play shit off exactly. apple exactly you know what i'm saying so roscoe got caught in that that great area so his whole musical career was really those mistakes he was putting up yeah like, all like for real free, talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, all the, like like that was the only way you heard that music was those mistakes that we was dropping you know what I'm saying? So like, so, like, that's the difference when folks ask what's the difference in the industry now. Like, it was a time when but you, you had to depend on the DJ to oh, put yeah. you a mixtape together to be Absolutely, heard. Absolutely, yeah. You hear what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A couple years later, you connect with Ritomi Kwan and oh, drop man. his tape, man. Man, see, that shots out the plug and JT, like, when I was talking about the plug DJs. Like, that's why the Isle of My Plug movement is what it is today, and that's how I got this because all of the plug DJs are A and R's in their own respect. They all travel around everywhere. They all hear the hottest artists. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know Rich Homie Kwan first. I'm not even gonna cap like I knew Rich Homie Kwan. No, Plug and JT knew Rich Homie Kwan and was working with Kwan and said, "Hey, cut, big bro. He gon' he on fire. He the one." We need to get behind him. We need to do his mixtape. I said, well, let's do it. We yeah. did his mixtape. I was like, hey, man, look, I'm finna put this on live mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all ain't never been on there. I'm finna put y'all on with this tape right here. And whatever y'all do from now, go crazy. You know what I'm saying? This is gonna be your introduction. We finna go crazy. So, you know, we put on live mixtapes. And uh, to this day, man, I think that might be the, and it's crazy because he wasn't nobody when we put it out. The shit came out on indie. Yeah. It didn't even come out on the front page, but <laughs> he had so much support in the city. It got so many plays, man. To this day, it might be the highest played uh, mixtape on the indie side. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this is before still going that. in. This yeah. is, um, mm-hmm. yeah, this was before I go my hard on everything. You know, yeah. this is the one that really took him off on the city. Mm-hmm. And everybody started saying, damn, he sound like Future. Ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? But he, he worked his move. He worked his move, man. I'm happy for him. Yeah. How'd, sure. you, how'd you guys put together the uh, I Love My Plug song? Oh, man. That's a classic. That's man. a classic right there. So, uh, my brother, my little brother. 
What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Shouts out to DJ Plug. DJ Plug did the beat. So, Plug got the beat. Uh, and Jay Bunny, I can't remember the order. I can't remember if Plug got the beat to Jay Money and he put that hook on there, but it was around the time, I think, when like Khaled first started coming out, so it was like a fresh concept for a DJ to have a record featuring artists, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And artists in the industry was recognizing that that, that concept or that business model was really uh, proven to be effective, you know what I'm saying? So I think Jay Money reached out to us like, hey, I want to do a song with y'all, we're going to make it, you know what I'm saying, Cutthroat, hey man, love, we're going to make it DJ Cutthroat featuring Jay Money, and then I'm going to get uh. I'm gonna get another artist on it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think at the time we knew who the, the, the other artist was gonna be. So, you know, we went to the studio. Jay uh, laid the hook, laid the verse, and then we was like, who we gonna get? He was like, I'm gonna call Lo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, because uh, Jay Money and Shiloh had a good relationship. You know what I'm saying? They okay. were both from the streets and always, you know what I'm saying, passed each other. And, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, that trap of the year with Jay Money was crazy. You know what I'm saying? That was a crazy record with uh, Jay Money and Shiloh. So he called Lo. And Lo like, yeah, I do it. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Cutthroat too. You know what I'm saying? What's that? And then, like I say, me and me and me and Lo was uh, man, me and Shiloh manager at the time, road manager, hotel was living in Country Squad together hmm. on Cascade Road. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was getting Shiloh records in the streets and putting up in studios that his manager hotel didn't have at the time. Oh, wow. Like that Dun Dun. Okay. Like hotel first time here Dun Dun was in my living room. <laughs> in my apartment, 18, 19, whatever the age I was, you know what I'm saying? So me and Lo had a relationship too, so that's how the All of My Plug record came about. But you know, so one thing I respect about Jay Money, when he say he gonna do something and he got a vision, he go, like, and it, it ain't no pause or hit the brakes, like, yeah. we did the song, and I think that same weekend we was shooting the video. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We was over there in the, in, in the nine, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day before he was called the nine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had the cars. Cameraman was going crazy. Low pull up with the chains, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, was, it was a video. Yeah. We in, we in the kitchen, work everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, uh, yeah, God rest Shiloh's soul too, man. Yeah, long live low, man. Long live low, man. Uh, you worked heavily with uh, Rallo, man. How yeah, did, man. How did that connection happen at first? Man, that's another one to my DJ brothers. That that's JT again. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I was I was on the road with Jeezy. This is like 2015. I'm on the road with Jeezy. Not only that, I'm 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 spearheading a major campaign, like one of the biggest campaigns ever come through Atlanta. So, um, I'm over A and B. Ali, mob bosses, they from Griffin. That's my boy Eagle, and um, he was partnered with uh, my boy Chris Clemens, that was uh, playing with the Seahawks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, just came off the hills and won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he just had that urge to do something different. So he was like, I'm, I'm finna fuck with the music. And Eagle was who he's gonna fuck with. They both from Griffin. You know, they had that connection. So. I was running that campaign, and when I tell you, nigga, we 
we spent a million dollars in three months. Like, <laughs> like when, when folks be like, how much does it take to blow? And I, and I be thinking back to like that campaign, I be like, Psh, I've spent a million in three months, we still didn't blow. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a crazy question, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but I can't remember the original question. What was the original question? Rollo. Oh, okay, so boom. So I'm working A and B, I'm on the road with Jeezy, and I'm on the road with Lotto Savage. Okay. This is when Lotto Savage is, is just popping off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm on the road with Lotto, and I get the call from JT. He like, hey, I got an artist. Uh, he need a DJ for the role. He asked me, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. JT uh, has always been a, a solid brother that, um, he walks a straight and narrow, you know what I'm saying? He not finna be out here wilding, you know what I'm saying? You not finna see him high on drugs. He's not fighting in the club, you know what I'm saying? So like really all the elements that go with rap, you know, they really see JT on there. Like he's healthy, he's working out, you know what I'm saying? So like him and Rollo, mm, What's gonna work? They, yeah, they really, they, you know, JT is more of an introvert. You don't see him in big clicks, you know what I'm saying? It might be just him and Plug, you know what I'm saying? And, and Rollo's a, a complete opposite. Like you'll never see him alone, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's always a whole entourage around us, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, man, cut, I think, man, I think this might be the, a, a good one for you. And you know what I'm saying? You already got them moving on the road. Ooh. So I'm like, fuck it, I, I tried out. So you know what I'm saying? We pulled up for a show. You know what I'm saying? Instantly clicked with the with the fam. And you know what I'm saying? Like, just started rolling. Started going on the road from there. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, me and Jesus was really coming to a close. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of transitioned perfectly. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. And then, shit, we was on the road for like, at least three years after that, like, yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, what was it like watching his career take off? Because I know Rallo got a lot of hate when he first came out. Like, people couldn't get past his voice sometimes. But yeah, then it's no, like definitely. people started catching on, like, oh, shit, he talking that shit, though. Yeah, no, no, man. It, it was just so organic, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's always what hits the hardest in this genre, you know what I'm saying? Especially a genre that's built off life experiences mm-hmm. and uh pain and turmoil and success and you know what i'm saying like that's what he embodied you know what i'm saying like atlanta like i said i, I say this all the time like atlanta breeze artists you know what i'm saying like everything that goes on in hip-hop goes on every day in atlanta you know there's not too many areas that you like like you could be in, in la and new york and rap and talk that shit about guns you know what i'm saying but y'all ain't really you know y'all you know the police on your ass, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all might pull it out for a video here and there, you know what I'm saying? But y'all are not walking down the street. Like, man, bring your ass around. Come down in front of my club at pregame, 899 Martin Luther King, and see how many young niggas you see with these sticks and these extendos walking down the street with, 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 with uh, rifles, nigga, choppers and Dracos. And it's legal. And that's what niggas do every day. So that's why the rap is so authentic, you know what I'm saying? Like, Niggas really is out here, still out here, like, trapping hard, scammers at an all-time high, like, everything niggas rap, like, the strip club going crazy, like, they butt nigga, like, you can't do that everywhere. Man, you go to strip club in some of these other states, man, they ain't even taking clothes off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Atlanta has everything that niggas rap about, like, that's what we do. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, Rollo was just, you know, it was just so authentic, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. A little too authentic, unfortunately. too motherfucking authentic. <laughs> but that shit right there, crazy. Definitely put a huge target on themselves. Man, it's crazy, man. 
Life. <laughs> Life. Um, last night we made a post about Spinrilla. Did you get to see that? I just repo. I just put up a post. I think I saw Say Cheese. I reposted the one Say Cheese had put up because I didn't see y'all's first. I, you know, the reposted y'all's first. Yeah. But that is, we are, we are witnessing the music industry transition before us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, folks got to realize this beginning of streaming like we're only at like eight percent like the total percentage of people that listen to music only like eight percent of them stream hmm. you know what I'm saying so we, we haven't even tapped into its full potential but the beginning when it first was coming out like it was lightly regulated like folks had to figure out what was going on they know what's going on now they're making more money than they've ever made. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Way yeah. more money than the Tupac Biggie days. And that was our biggest days. That's been surpassed. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to realize you used to buy music one time and get unlimited plays. Mm-hmm. Now you get paid every play. These <laughs> folks making more money than they've ever made. Like, if they giving Future and Justin Bieber all these hundreds of millions, how much money do you think they plan to make off this? They know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So, no, they can't have... Before Spinrilla was that, you saw that piff go down. Yeah. That piff gone. Spinrilla gone. Y'all just had Pesh with live mistakes up in. Yeah, they rebranded. They re. That ain't by coincidence. They not dumb. They see what's going on. Oh, shit, we got to start paying these niggas. <laughs> like, this is getting real. Like, we got to start paying these niggas, and we got to work something out with these labels so we can stick around. You got to evolve. Yeah. It, it, that, that's the name of the game. Like, I love my plug. We relaunching. We finna do a huge relaunch in June. Matter of fact, we having a relaunch party June 17th at the Bravo. You know what I'm saying? Put, drop that on you. And um, that's with Finesse two times in the birthday bash after party. But we're more focused on subscription-based artist services. Like, we want to provide the lifestyle. So with the I Love My Plug lifestyle memberships, an artist can come to us and can get everything it takes to really be an artist from studio time to performances to DJs spending their records in the club to uh, marketing and promotions, social media, like even down to content. You need a drop mic, we can set it up for you. You know what I'm saying? You need a uh, off the porch interview, hey, we're gonna make that phone call for you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like I say, subscription-based artist services uh, monthly. Just like you'll pay for your iTunes account or your Spotify account, you spend a couple of dollars and be able to schedule you some studio time and hit the club and get your music spinning. Really prepare your career on a monthly basis. Yeah, and you guys got the track record where it's like, it's definitely going to be worth whatever you exactly. guys are Exactly, everything we've been doing, but figuring out how to automate it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and make it as accessible as we can for the artists. Real shit. Definitely. So, Cutthroat, before we get you out of here, man, talk about pregame, man. Talk about this new bar. Pregame, new man. This is my new venture. Um, like I said, I'm located uh, 899 Martin Luther King June Drive in the Atlanta University Center. That's where all the big HBCUs are located in Atlanta, Clark Spell, Morehouse, Morris Brown. Um, I'm right above an Atlanta staple. Shouts out to Mr. Everything, some okay. of the best food in Atlanta. Yeah, we right on top of Mr. Everything. With that bar right there on top, next door to Chick-fil-A. And, you know, like I said, it's my new venture. Um, I like it. It's a challenge. 
um, it's like when I first started DJing, I don't know what's around the next corner, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm with it. I'm up for it. We surviving. We ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? That area with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium mm -hmm. being at the end of the street less than a mile away and the colleges and, you know what I'm saying, you got these major corporations, Walmart, Chick-fil-A, Zaxby's being right there in the neighborhood. Um, it's really finna flip over and turn into more of an Edgewood or Peter Street, you know what I'm saying? Because um, it's more businesses, you know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but I'm going to let y'all know some plug talk. Across the street, Rocco just moved in. Okay. He's going to be opening soon. And then to the left, diagonally from pregame, you got Lil Bait. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once those two businesses open up, oh, man, the floodgates open. I, I know that whole area is just going to flip over. And it's just going to continue more businesses. Like uh, another business straight across the cigar bar, they got some locations elsewhere, like on the east side, but they finna open up. So, you know, just uh, sit back and watch, man. But y'all yeah. come through pregame. Ask for cut. <laughs> no, that's hard right there, man. Wish you a lot of success with I that. I appreciate too, it. Man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. You got any shout outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here, bro? Oh, man. Shouts out to everybody, man. If you ever listen to a DJ Cutthroat mixtape, if you ever pull up the pregame, got something to eat, if you ever performed on any of my stages, if you ever looked at any of the I Love My Plug videos, if you ever jammed to a song and heard that I Love My Plug drop, man, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate you. And I ain't gonna, um, ain't even gonna kid you. We got so much more to do. <laughs> like, sky's the limit. I Love My Plug film, man. We got, like I said, the, the, this, this new website launch is finna be crazy. You know what I'm saying? got the podcast starting yeah, now, too, right? I Love My Plug podcast. We got the I Love My Plug studios right behind pregame. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? You need to come do some interviews or some photo shoots. You need to record some music. You know, you know what I'm saying? Sky's the limit, man. We, we ain't gonna stop no time soon. I like to see us, man. Dirty Glove, Bastard, I Love My Plug, like all these platforms in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? We're going to continue to grow so the artists don't feel like you got to run in New York when you do your media run. Mm -hmm. You make your music here, you live here, you, you, you promote your music here. Why do you think you ain't got to run in New York? Nah, you do your media run right here in Atlanta. That's what we build. <laughs> Dirty Buzz, Dirty Glove Bastard, I love my plug. You know, I just jumped off the porch, baby. Good.